are kicking the damn door down. The forbidden door, that is, here on this episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund, joined by my partner in crime, J.O. How are you doing, man? Hello, Sig Daddy. I'm here and ready to go. All righty then. Yes, our conversation is giving our dream matches for AEW Forbidden Door, AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door, taking place June 26th at the United Center in Chicago. We're going to give our dream matches, three or four of those, coming up here in a few moments. But wanted to get into some news and notes from this past week as we have had a little bit of news. WWE releases, once again, this time from NXT 2.0. Fightful Select reported nine names, nine names, actually 10 names, have had been released last week from NXT's uh, NXT 2.0, including Paige Prince of Bali. I screwed up that name horribly. Uh, Sahana George, Draco Anthony, Harlan, also, also known as Parker Boudreaux, a.k.a. the guy that was tabbed as the next Brock Lesnar, uh, Persia Parada, who was just featured on television recently, uh, Raylan Devine, Mila Milani, and uh, Dexter Loomis, one of the last few remaining people from the Triple H era, uh, as well as longtime NXT star Dakota Kai and Malcolm Bivens. Uh, I mean, it's... It's just unfortunate. Again, you know, anytime you hear about these WWE releases, it my heart goes out to everyone that's been released. And it's just another sign that WWE gets all these talented wrestlers and they just don't know what to do with them. And a lot of these people are young, I'm, I'm assuming. Like, well, Loomis, he's been around for a while. He's been around at least two or three years. Dakota Kai has been there five or six at least. Right, I was going to say, out of all of those, the one that immediately jumped out to me was uh, Dakota Kai. This, this brings up an interesting issue with WWE and their developmental territory now that they know as 2.0. Where are the guys that, and gals that are going to help elevate these young talents? Because these, a lot of these wrestlers are green, like very, very green. Some of them have experience, but they're young. Some of them are, have wrestling experience. A lot of them don't coming in. Right. If I if if I'm correct, I could be completely wrong on that. But like the guys that were in Triple H's NXT are pretty much guys and women, and Triple H's NXT are completely gone now. They're either on the main roster, released, or working somewhere else. Um, I mean, yeah. If you're talking about what NXT was supposed to be a developmental for these young superstars, these young wrestlers, it just, it, every time they release, I mean, I, to me, it might even be worse if it's coming from NXT that they're being released. It's just, then you're just dropping the ball on all these, all these wrestlers. I mean, yeah, I know it's not a guarantee that if you make it to NXT that, you know, it'll work out, but it's just, it's just still so disheartening to hear about. But it's the development. The, the, my issue is the development. Because how are these suit wrestlers going to develop when they don't have any experienced wrestlers to work with? They're pretty much gone already. There's like a few left from Triple H's NXT, including one I'm that about to mention true. here in a minute. 
That is true. I mean, besides, they still have the. I mean, with the rebrand, did their trainers change? Like their their coaches? Did any of that change, or was it just like a rebrand? It was literally it, they changed the yeah. It was just a rebrand, but they literally took away pretty much any wrestler. Most most of the wrestlers that have experience on that show it was just a bunch of green as grass talent mostly. Some of them, they're thriving. Others are struggling quite a bit, and they're not ready for TV from what I've gathered on social media. I mean, maybe that's part of the reason they're releasing them. You know, they're just not where they need to be, but that's what they're there for, is for WWE to help them get there, get them to where they have to be. And apparently that was the case with Boudreaux. He was not progressing like they thought he should quick enough. Which is a former he was a former football player at Central Florida. Man, I mean, it's just it's just it's sad to hear. It's heartbreaking. And uh, one of those wrestlers that one of the few wrestlers that have experience that are still on the NXT roster is Roderick Strong, former member of the Undisputed Era. He, according to Fightful Select, had recently. Asked for his release from WWE, and he was not granted it. Go figure. I mean, when, why would you deny a request for release? Then, in, in that situation, you're just keeping someone who doesn't want to be there. How do you think that's going to affect their work? And he doesn't. Like it, that just that just that's keeps that's money off your payroll. Think about you're that. About he was one of the, you were talking about he was one of the last, you know, last few people there. Maybe this played a big part of it. You know, he sees what WWE is doing to these young talents and just doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. Well, if that, if their direction with NXT is he's not really involved a ton in it. He's part of that diamond mine group, but the guy that led him, which was Malcolm Bivens, he's gone. And he, that guy, that guy's social media game was fire, is fire. They, he was one of the funniest dudes on social media. It took him apparently. I didn't watch NXT enough to get a get grasp, but the Sweet Chinwag podcast. I was listening to a little bit of their stuff from today. Uh, they said that Bivens hadn't been used on TV hardly for two years, and he'd been there for two years. And the dude's super yeah. entertaining. Like he is one of the most entertaining guys I've seen. Like just bat, based off his social media. And they, again, WWE dropping the ball on super talented superstars that they have. There was a picture of him with a flat, with a towel. You know, the John Cena never give up towel, right? Yeah. Yeah, it had now, you should never give it. It's like never give up on the towel. But he flipped it the other round. He said, nah, you should. <laughs> See, that's funny. And there was a video with him. It was a TikTok, I think, early on. It was uh, Dakota Kai. She was going to do the, they were, I like to cut. Remember that bus it trend or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she did. It was my. It's like my butt getting big. My butt getting big, and she drops down. It's like oh you don't. And then Bivens shows up. Dakota Kai drops down. Then Bivens shows up. It's like oh you know what we're doing. We're watching Scooby Doo WrestleMania mystery. Come on, with Malcolm <laughs> Bivens. Come on. <laughs> it was hilarious. Dude was just so entertaining. But yeah, 
and what NXT is doing right now. So Dolph Ziggler got brought in briefly. Mm-hmm. They did that. They're doing the same thing with Natalia. It's to help put over, get help these young talents. But I'm like, uh, for that to work, long, that's not going to work long term. Just oh, let's bring somebody up from the bring somebody from the main roster back down here all the time. Everyone's like, just rotate through people. It's not going to help in the long run. I mean, I think it. I. I I I say this is probably what they tried doing with Finn Balor, and I think that worked pretty well. He is he's doing nothing now. <laughs> yeah, he well, actually well, he was of- he was full time on NXT though. That's the thing though. When he got sent back, he was full time NXT. He wasn't he wasn't on the main roster at all. Right, but I still think that's one of the things that they were probably thinking of when they made not when Finn Balor went back to NXT was. Uh, help out some of these younger guys with some of the fuse they put them in. Help them look good. The thing, I might, yeah, that that that's partially it. But the thing is, what they've been doing, there, the trend is send them there for like a month or two, then leave. There's nothing long term in the plans, right? It's Which, just sending yeah, a, it sending a star, sending a, a main roster person there for a month or so or two, and then bring them back. It's. That's not going to work long term. You've got to have experienced yeah. people there, like to help in matches. Like it, it's because there was a match. I think I don't remember what her name was, but there's Nikita Lyons, who has potential. There's plenty of potential, but uh, they. I forget her, the name was Lash something. I can't. Rem- I'm sorry, I don't remember the name, but it looked rough because they both are very green. It was not. It was a TV match too. Ooh. And the way people anymore, like now that Bruce and Vince are booking it, it's a big problem. That that because they're over, they're starting to over sexualize stuff once again. Because Ember Moon went on Chris Van Vliet's uh, podcast and was talking about how they had this dumb meeting about everyone having to have their butts out pretty much. Or, I mean, it was not exactly that, but wearing booty shorts and all this. And and she was like, I'm not about that. And she got released. Ember Moon did eventually. But it was the sexualization of the women, once again, in WWE. Mm-hmm. Nice. And which is going back on what the women's revolution was even women's evolution was even about. Uh, so ever since that rebrand and they stopped uh, letting Triple H take control of that brand, it's just it hasn't been the same. But you can see it with the sexual overtones or undertones, whatever you want to say with that, because the way that women are dressed and stuff on the shows you can kind of tell but yeah ember moon was not comfortable with it it's like she said she made a good point not everyone can be mandy rose (laughs) yeah and if you don't want to you shouldn't have Have to to. yeah that's pretty much what they were telling him to do yeah it's to wear all this stuff and it's like they have to wear all this stuff it's like no i'm not gonna do that yeah that's not okay but uh off the NXT stuff, we're just a couple little more news and notes. 
Um, happy 50th birthday to The Rock, the great one, still jacked as ever. And happy birthday to the gem of WWE commentary, Pat McAfee as well. A few solid birthdays. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Pat McAfee, one and zero at WrestleMania, the WrestleMania goat. Well, actually, not one and zero. He's not one and zero anymore. He's one and one. He lost to Vince in the yeah. same night. Like, I was gonna say, don't forget the Vince McMahon match. I say match with air quotes. Mm-hmm. Also coming up this weekend, WrestleMania Backlash. Plenty of stuff on that show coming up. Rematches between Seth Rollins and uh, Cody Rhodes, as well as. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match. Uh, Drew McIntyre and RK Bro. They turned that from the, the unification match to a six-man tag with Drew McIntyre and RK Bro taking on the bloodline. AJ Styles versus Edge. Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. And Bobby Lashley versus Omos. That's, so, that's what's confirmed so far at, at this point. What do you think? Do you think it'd be better or worse than the WrestleMania matches? I expect better, but uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. And uh, it's time. We've wasted enough time. It's time to get to the topic of discussion, AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door. Let's get into this. Our matches we want to see our dream matches we want to see at this show coming up on June 26th. J.O., I will let you kick things off. So with me, you know, not not the biggest uh, New Japan fan. You know, it's not, not – I, I don't have anything against it. It's just, you know, I don't know how to 100% watch New Japan, to be completely honest. Uh, only time I went out of my way to go watch a – New Japan pay-per-view was way back when in a Wrestle Kingdom 12. And that was because I found out Jericho was going to be on it. And I really only wanted to watch that match, but I figured, Hey, might as well swatch the entire pay-per-view and it blew away. It was insane. Work rate, man. Um, so, Work rate, man. So with mine, I'll start off with, I think would be a pretty interesting storyline. Uh, Bullet Club versus uh, the Elite. Okay, yeah, I, I have that. I have. Oh, you can knock, We can knock out two birds with one stone on that because I have Bullet Club versus Undisputed Elite too, which is they just became that this past week. Which that could be a ten man tag. Could be pretty there's, exciting. There's a story, yeah, there's a storyline written in there already with uh, the Young Bucks and. I guess uh, you could even include Kenny Omega, who may not be performing that night. Former members of the Bullet Club. Yeah, and it sounds like Omega is not going to be there because he's kind of he's apparently still nursing like a hernia surgery. So that's likely not going to happen because you know hernia surgeries are pretty they're pretty rough. So you got to recover for a while. Wishing Kenny Omega nothing but the best. We've missed him. It's been it's been too long. He's been gone for seven months now, out for seven months, but he's been working, he worked hurt for uh, quite a while before he lost the AW world title. But yeah, that match kind of writes itself. You could have original members in there, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson. I was thinking, I was thinking about 10 man tag with that. 
maybe. But yeah, that's, that story writes itself. And then they're, they're teasing. Cole's kind of taken over the, uh, the group pretty much. The elite yeah. turned it into the undisputed elite. What his picture of it is. They had a moment of unity last week on, uh, I think, Rampage or Dynamite, one of the two. I can't remember. But, yeah, that match writes itself. We're going to go – I forgot to mention this beforehand. Bless you. I forgot beforehand. We were going to go about three or four matches on here. I'll lead off with my match. So we've knocked out two birds with one stone already, J.O. Efficient. I like it. Efficiency. Well, I think this is where the similarities will end with us. So we, so my match, next match, is CM Punk versus Kenta. The battle of the GTS. See, I, I, I like that. That that makes sense. It's a nice little... Because the problem with these, these crossover matches is there's... You know, storytelling is a big part of professional wrestling. But with these crossover pay-per-views, you really don't have a whole lot of time to develop storylines like with something like this, I think. Um, you know, even with the example we gave, it's because there's just so much history already there. But I think even with the Battle of the GTS is, is a pretty decent story or an angle that you could put towards this match. So I respect it. And I think Kent has wanted this match for quite a while now. If I if I if it's, I'm correct, I think Ken has wanted this match for quite a while, which I under, understandably so. Yeah, that's a built-in story already. So th- th- these are good, like little spots where we can work stuff in there. So you said CM Punk versus Kenta. I ha- I have. I'll do my two birds one stone. Is my f- favorite wrestler from watching New Japan. And the one that I try to follow is Will Ospreay. I think it's a it's a dope uh, character. I love his wrestling style, the high flying. And I had him originally versus CM Punk, and mostly because that's something uh, both of them have even expressed wanting. Because uh, both CM Punk and Will Ospreay have talked about it, and Will Ospreay even called out CM Punk at a New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, press conference. Hey, you got a challenge? You want you want the goat? One of the goats? You gotta you gotta ask for it. Now that'd be a certainly interesting stylistically. Stylistically, that would be an interesting match because Osprey's changed up his style a little bit since he since he's went to kind of got turned into a heavyweight instead of a junior, and he's won the world championship. Uh, it'd be certainly interesting to see the style how they mesh in that match. Right. So I think, you know, CM Punk's a vet. I think he has enough experience under his belt where he knows what he has to do to make his style work with Will Ospreay. All right. Up next, I'll go with my second one. Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Two Man, of the I... best, two of the best, to, to re- two of the best wrestlers. One of them still one of the best wrestlers. Actually, both of them are up there in the best wrestlers of today. Still. Might have just got a little, little chill there for me. That's, that's the de- definition of a dream match right there. 
gosh, I, I, I might cry if that happens. Because, yeah, you, br- you break it down. Just two people who are great at wrestling, and we'll see who's, who's better. That's all you can ask for. Really? That, like, yeah. the mat, you don't even have that match. You don't even need a story. You don't need a story because it's you don't. who's the best. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> who's the best? And I, <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, even though I just said the hard part about a pay-per-view like this is making storylines. But if you can get talent like this in a match, you don't need a storyline. You just make let the wrestling do the story. And these guys are fantastic storytellers, so you don't need to really they, – they don't need a ton of backstory. It's pretty much like, like, like we just said. It's, it, it writes itself pretty much for that one. Your next match, your next match, J.O. So I'm going to do a little uh, double dipping on my end and your end. And my other one was actually Will Ospreay versus Brian Danielson. Because, you know, I mean, like we just said, Brian Danielson, great wrestling. Same thing with Will Ospreay. I think the whole who can do this better fits uh, both of our matches. Mm-hmm. Gosh. It's like I have, I, there's so many different options here. So many. Like, like people, people pick their own dream match. You can make up a freaking just a whole entire 10 match card. I had a 10 match card pretty much set up for this but we just went decided to go with three or four here and yeah that's a really good one as well osprey versus um uh gosh dang it danielson yeah that that that's another one that you'd like to see at some point in time oh my gosh like it's so hard to narrow it down but it's a lot of fun to talk about and uh so my, I'm gonna pick one more match. I have two. I'm try. I am in like, in flux right now because I am picking between two matches that I really want to see. But I'm having a hard time choosing. Having a hard time choosing. <laughs> you can do it, Sig Daddy. I believe in you. Do 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 All right, I got my choice. Two big meaty men bumping meat, as Biggie would like to say. Jeff freaking Cobb versus Keith Lee. They might have to reinforce the ring for that one. There will be an earthquake when that match happens. If that match happens, that match I think needs to happen because you want you want a card with a bunch of different, like a different uh, different flavors of ice cream, as you'd like to say. Mm -hmm. You want spot fest. You want technical wrestling. You want two big guys just going at it. That one's the match. Jeff, Cobb, and Keith Lee. And these guys are not just like big guys that are just big and will hit you hard. These guys, like you said, J.O., can fly around the ring 
at like ridiculous sizes because Keith Lee's over 300 pounds. Jeff Cobb's probably dang near 300 pounds. And these guys are doing moonsaults and topes and all this crap. It, it's going to be, it would be an insane match. May not be a five star match, but man, it would be a fun as hell match to watch. Book it, Tony. Book it, Tony. If you listen to this show, Tony, which I 100% doubt you would ever listen to this show, when the, the 0.0000001% chance you'd be listening, please book Jeff Cobb and Keith Lee. I beg you. The wrestling gods would thank you. I would thank you personally. I would give you a hug if I ever saw you in person, which I doubt I'd ever will. But yes, make Keith Lee, Jeff Cobb happen at Forbidden Door. All right, so for my one more match, I guess it'll be one more and then an honorable mention was, you know, as I was making this, I initially had Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi again, even though it's a dream match, but it'd be awesome to see them go at it again. But with Kenny, you know, being hurt, not very likely, so I really didn't want to put my spot for that. I had a Hangman Allen Page versus Jay White. That'd be good. That'd be good. God, you think that's it? Man. Gosh, I, I, I have so many honorable mentions, too, on here. So many. <laughs> I'm just going to throw a few of them out, if that's okay with you, J.O. Okay. Please so, do. So, Eddie Kingston versus Minoru Suzuki. Um, so, a technical matchup, Lee Moriarty versus Zack Sabre Jr., High-flying matchup, three-way, Taiji Ishimori, Pac, and Ray Phoenix. Oh, my God. That would... you, you're talking about a spot fest. That would bang so hard, though, man. You That'd know it would. That would be so good. I would be 100% down for that. And then, okay, comedy match. You got to throw a little bit of comedy in there. So here's another honorable mention. Toru Yano. Versus Orange Cassidy versus Danhausen versus Colt Cabana. Actually, <laughs> the funny thing with the story here, there is a story. Actually, the funny thing is both of these guys work in both these guys have worked, both these uh all four of these guys have worked together at one point as a tag team. So not so Yano and Colt Cabana have been a tag team in New Japan. Orange Cassidy and Danhausen, I'm pretty sure, have been a tag team on the indies at some point. So there's history there too, just like with uh, the Bullet Club and versus the Elite uh, Dream Match. It writes itself. I didn't even like when I made that matchup. I was just like doing it for pure comedy purposes. That was it. <laughs> it was pure comedy. But then I realized, oh my gosh, there was actually a story built into this. If I think about it. There you but, go. Uh, there you go. That's one match you could book. And then I had one last honorable mention, which was the A. I couldn't go without adding the AEW World Champion in here, Hangman Adam Page versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan. And he's the current U.S. champion, if I'm right, in, in New Japan. It's the IWG, IWGP U.S. champion, I think. But, See, I didn't even think about it that way. Do you think it will just be a champion versus champion kind of match? I don't think they should put titles on the line here. I don't think they need to put titles on the line. 
Well, I, I mean, yeah, what do you, that I don't think they would either, but I was more so talking just have the champions wrestle each other. Like for yeah. the, their matching championships, I guess I should say. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that idea necessarily because some guys going to come out looking inferior in the process. I know you can, there's ways around that, but I don't really want to see it like that. Yeah, we don't want every match to end in a double count out or a DQ or an a interference. Draw. Yeah. Some draws are okay. A draw every once in a while is cool, but there's it needs to be something special. Like even like I I don't know. I wouldn't even want it for Okada Danielson to be honest. Hmm. Uh, I think you'd be okay with that one. I would be okay with that one because those guys are probably on the same level. Right. But, but yeah, there's I mean, like a lot of like I was okay with the Danielson um, uh, Omega one. I know a lot of people really weren't, but it makes sense. Keep both of them looking strong. They did that with Paige and uh, Danielson at the beginning too. Their first match, it went to an hour time limit draw. Jeez. But no, I, I agree. They can't all end like that. And if it happens too much, it just takes away the impact of when it does happen. And this show needs to this like in order for this show to be as good as it possibly can, we need finishes. Actually, we do need finishes. Yes. We just we need to, and it needs to be even booking here, even booking. So New Japan guys need to go over about the same amount of times as AEW guys. And that's the that's the tough part on the bookers uh, end because. Uh, bookend. Um, how- <laughs> Booker T. <laughs> I, uh, okay, I don't like his takes, though. Yeah. <laughs> who – how do you balance that? How do you come up with, you know, who, who takes the pin, who goes over on these, like, two separate, you know, uh, companies? I think the presidents of each company have to work together in order to make that decision and determination. Yeah. Don't want to be them. I wouldn't want to be in their situation because that's very difficult to book. This this show happens like literally a month after Double or Nothing. So there's not a lot of time in between TV to uh, get things set up. But like if we, if somebody, if they do some of these matches, the story's already in place for some of them. Oh, yeah. Like we previously mentioned. And. While that, you know, definitely helps, it's like with what you said before with a few years, sometimes we don't want a story or need a story, I should say. It's put your your best guys against their best guys, and let's see what happens. Like, yeah, they, they need to do as many of these possible, like, story-in-place matches as possible in order to make this show work. And they can, do, they can do little video vignettes to help further the story, too. All right, with what you said there, I wanted to at least try to ask you this question. Out of all of yours, even though these are dream matches, what if you had a bet, what's the most realistic one you think would happen out of all of yours? Well, the, the Bullet Club Undisputed Elite's definitely going to happen. Yeah. For, for me, it would be either that one or the Will Ospreay versus CM Punk. And that's really just because they both want to do it. So with this happening, they might have just had, has like, hey, we 
already said this. Can we just do this here? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. There's a, there's so many options with Punk. There's just a lot of options with CM Punk. Because you could go one way. You could, you could go Kenta. You could go Tanahashi. You could Because Tanahashi wants to face Punk. You could go Osprey too as well. It's There's so many options with CM Punk. They could literally just book a show with CM Punk dream matches against whoever. I said make it a triple triple threat or a fatal four-way. I'd be down for that too. I don't know. There's too many moving parts with that one. I, I, I'd like to see a singles one-on-one man-on-man match. I was going to say, I hope they don't try to please everyone and do just a bunch of tag matches with everyone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see, honestly, AEW thrives on tag team wrestling. That's, that's what they pride themselves on. But I don't need to see a lot of tag team matches on this show. I don't. I, I need to see singles matches and maybe a, a triple threat or two, maybe a fatal four way in there because I, I want that. I want that comedy match to happen. <laughs> but so yeah, no. I, I think single matches is the way to go for this one. Because mm-hmm. it, it some like some of these matches, I'm just throwing out like spitballing with the Ishimori Pack and Ray Phoenix match because I just be like, all right, this is gonna be a, this could be a, just a spot fest of all spot fests. But uh, no, it's going to be fun, though. We'll see what the development is in the coming weeks after. So once Double or Nothing happens at the end of this month, we'll get some more ideas on what will uh, happen with uh, AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door on June 26th. And uh, it should be very, very, very fun show, to say the least. So, JL, thank you for coming along on this ride with me once again. Lots of fun talking about kind of fantasy booking this uh, show, picking some of our dream matches, not booking the entire card, but picking out some matches that we'd like to see. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. All right. So, JL, where can everyone find you? I am, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Jeremy Ordas, all lowercase. All righty. Find Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Sig Daddy Wrestle and on Instagram at SigDaddy.Wrestle. Make sure to tune in next week to hear our reaction. We will be doing a reaction to WrestleMania Backlash, our thoughts on the show from this coming Sunday. We'll let you know about those next week, next time, here on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. That's J.O. I'm Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund saying thank you all for listening, and so long, everybody.